0: Hello, welcome to Active Discourse. I am your Apple co-host, Brett. I'm your co-host, Bo. I'm a reasonable guy. So this is episode one. Uh, We've recorded a few episode zeros, but as of now, you won't hear those. So episode one, uh, what is Active Discourse? Active Discourse is a podcast series dedicated to finding agreement between competing sides of technology. So I'm an Apple guy, Bo's an Android guy uh Mm -hmm. and we hope to discuss the areas of gray inside the black and white so it's a friendly gauntlet the idea is that we want to come to an agreement once per episode and we're pretty reasonable guys so we'll that shouldn't be too hard to do but you know at some point there will be some heated topics and it'll be hard to come to an agreement so that's the goal The next thing to briefly talk about as well is kind of the release schedule. So we will also plan on releasing roughly seasonally. So this is the summer 2019 episode. Uh, We'll release another episode in the fall for the holiday buying season. We'll have a winter episode talking about what we're looking forward to in 2020. And we'll probably have sprinkle in a few extra episodes to talk about major releases. So the Note 10, obviously. We're going to do one in August because that's a big deal. Uh, we'll do one in September as well, talking specifically about the iPhone. Um, I know you're not much of a Pixel guy, though. Would you want to discuss the Pixel, or would we want to have like another kind of just general Android release beyond the Note and the iPhone this fall? What do you think?
1: Well, it is a it's a major event, and Google puts the Pixel, well, in some respects, at the forefront of of Android. So, yeah.
0: so yeah, we'll we'll know it when we see it. Um, so more to come on that. But uh, that's kind of the roughly tentative release schedule. So you can expect at least an episode once per season. So uh, for summer 2019, we want to recap uh, pretty much everything that would have happened. Not, We're not going to recap the year. But what I want to do is most of the beginning half of the year is setting up for the rest of the year. So throughout the first half of the year, uh, there's Google's... Uh, developer conference there's apple's developer conference there's a few early uh phone releases there's the samsung uh s10 that got released um and so uh you know the the first half of the year focuses on setting up the rest of the year so in this episode we're going to go back and forth between what we're looking forward to for the rest of the year for our respective platforms so um you know what we might as what we might as well do is we should flip a coin and find out who should go first you ready for okay this? do you have a coin well i have siri um we can call siri and ask her to flip a coin you ready
1: <laughs> here we are getting all digital
0: hey siri flip a coin oh well why did i do that because i didn't get your answer i didn't get my answer <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> we know how to flip coins <laughs> <laughs> okay um do you we'll, want me to pick and then you'll we'll tell probably keep that?
0: It? Yeah, right. That's that's actually not too bad. That's pretty <laughs> entertaining, I think. Um, OK, so uh, since I'm hosting this episode, you'll host the Samsung episode. I'll host this episode just as the guy who came up with the idea, I guess. Um, I'll let you go. I'll let you choose. Do you want heads or do you want tails? Let's go tails. I'm going to get it real close to the microphone. This is a lot harder than it sounded on Connected flip a coin tails
1: did you hear it yes great i got tails tails so that means you go first so the number one thing that i'm personally looking forward to is actually a pretty small detail hmm. is a seek bar in media notifications damn dude that is deep cut okay
0: <laughs> it's Tell pretty, pretty minute right
1: Wow! <laughs> so, uh, a, a right seat now, bar
0: in media notifications.
1: Yes. So Android uh, has pretty rich notifications, and right now from media notifications you can uh, previous track, pause, or play, and next track. That's that basically covers every media notification, and that's okay. what's built in. And in the future, it's going to get. A seek bar added. I, I don't know the exact uh, uh, user interface of it. If it's going to be expandable in some way uh, to to show that seek bar, I would assume it'd be hidden by default. But anyway, there will be a seek bar where you can change position in a track. So more useful for things like podcasts. Say so you're listening to a podcast which is an hour long, and you may want to skip through it or something. You can do it right from the notification without leaving the app. Yeah. That you're yeah. currently in. Um, if you're just listening to songs, I mean, you're not likely to skip through them like that. But yeah, that'd be a long-form podcasts, audio. Right. Yeah, it it's it'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a minute minute detail, but those rich notifications and like just being able to act on things without losing context. That's that's the stuff that I I appreciate.
0: Cool. Okay, that obviously is something that you would need i i don't think i've ever done that honestly maybe i have done it f- i don't know if it's a feature inside ios off the top of my head but hey yeah i'm happy that that is something that you're looking forward to and you're gonna mm-hmm. get it so mm-hmm. great so my turn my my pick for the rest of 2019 my first pick is the major change to ipad os this year uh apple split technically split ipad os out of mm-hmm. ios And there's some major changes in it. But quite possibly the biggest change to it is desktop Safari support on iPad. And I mean, just as an example on that, I have that built, I have that beta on my iPad now. And I spent several hours today working on a few projects that I did exclusively on my iPad that I was not going to be able to do on my iPad only just like three months ago and desktop safari is just one example of many that is huge for this update
1: nice yeah yeah i mean ipad's always had great usability compared to uh, a lot of other tablets in the market you know <laughs> what I mean? and we should talk more about that at
0: some point but yeah like we will there's not too many more tablets in the market right now but anyway
1: so what's your next pick number two is the share menu on android Uh, It's getting reworked, improved, and it's going to be much faster, apparently, which maybe seems like a small thing. But for people who use the share menu on Android, it gets a little slow. And I think that's just a a side effect of there being so many options in the share menu. So uh, the share menu is getting reworked. It's going to be much faster in upcoming releases. And... Um, I do believe that there was going to be uh, more customization to it as well. So you could remove items, hmm. which is not currently an option. That's
0: yet another one that is perplexing to me. Um, more so because obviously I don't have extreme a, a ton of experience with Android. And obviously the share sheet on iOS is... It's powerful, but it is it is really powerful. But at the same time, I never feel like it's too many options are in there. Do you have an easy way to edit what shows up in the share sheet right now?
1: No, I don't believe there is. Like, oh. um,
0: So, for example, can... real quick, let's say you have one note on there. And or let's say you have OneNote installed on your phone by default. You don't like OneNote, just as an example, and you don't want OneNote to show up in the share sheet. Do you have the capability, if you can't uninstall OneNote, um, do you have the capability to say, don't show
1: sh- OneNote sharing options? As far as I know, no. It has to mind. be pretty hidden. Uh, oh. I did find out, which is, this is kind of hidden. If you long press on an icon in the share menu, you can pin it to the top, okay. But as far as I know, there's no way to remove any apps or or intents from the share menu
0: without uninstalling the app itself. Right. Oh wow. Well, okay.
1: Yeah. And uh, again, the uh, the share menu speed has been a factor for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. It's it's not horrible on my phone, which is an S nine plus. But,, um, I don't know how much of that is because of Samsung's own implementation versus stock Android, but it could definitely be faster, and I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Cool. Cool. All right, that's a big deal.
1: That it's sounded so- sarcastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the The next the next step that I the next one that I have is it's kind of a twofer, but it's more or less just the future direction of apps on apple platforms which is project catalyst and swift ui so um project catalyst swift ui uh essentially two things to do the exact same thing which is to allow developers to have build multi-platform apps easier for ios so a developer that builds a good ipad app can easily port over their app to my uh, mac os with a some changes for sure, but they can use the same base app that's built for iPad as they do for Mac with and Swift UI has a lot longer to go, even though you can start doing things with it this year. It's not fully baked. Whereas Project Catalyst is the interim solution for the long term Swift UI solution. So mm-hmm. I am very excited to see specifically some apps on my Mac that use Project Catalyst technology. And in general the future for cross platform apps on Apple's platforms. So yet again, pie in the sky for me. <laughs>
1: I've got a couple that I'm saving as more of a honorable mention and I'll I'll explain why. Very good. Okay, yeah. Um so that's all I have for my second pick. What do you got for your third? Okay, number 3. This one's a little bit bigger but uh again, it's I guess I appreciate finer details more yeah this one is real-time transcriptions and this is going to be operating system wide
0: Uh, yeah 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 i mean uh (laughs) real-time transcriptions tell me a little bit more is that if like uh google assistant's talking to you and it reads it it prints text or what exactly is this
1: for any audio that plays on your device it will transcribe that audio in real time to give you subtitles Oh, okay. All right. They don't need to be captioned beforehand, so YouTube already does this. If you're if you're watching a video on YouTube, uh, at least in the app on Android, and you haven't uh, so if you're just scrolling through the feed, it'll show subtitles on videos as you're focused on them, as they're in the center of your screen. So it's it's transcribing those in real time and showing you those captions with. Uh, Android Q, it's going to have built-in, operating system-wide, real-time transcriptions. So for any audio that's playing on your device, it'll show you live captions, which for one is great because you might not always have your audio on, Mm -hmm. might not always want your audio on, you still want to know what's happening. So you're going to get captions for anything on your device. And two... I think it's great for accessibility. And yeah, it is it totally. It's is. not necessarily even focused on me. I don't need the accessibility features, but tons of people do, and it's great that they get some love with a feature like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that is a great accessibility feature. No, no question about it. Fascinating. We've had very different years, though, in regards to what we're excited about. That's that is becoming pretty obvious. Um, right.
1: So. From my number three, just so I can explain this, I'm going to jump to my honorable mentions.
0: Okay, yeah. That's fine.
1: Number one in the honorable mentions section is Dark Mode. Sure. And the reason I didn't mention that is because, or as one of my top three, is because everyone knows it's coming. And I wanted to have three separate, more unique, upcoming features. Yeah. And that uh, a lot of devices from other manufacturers already have dark mode. For example, Samsung.
0: Right. Yeah, you kind of already have dark mode. Right. So and, yeah, I'm not very excited about
1: it. The I big, already have it.
0: Exactly. The big thing that could happen for you with dark mode is um, uh, more app support. So if... Yes. Uh, so real quick, rounding out my third pick is um, an extreme change to... Uh, Series shortcuts or shortcuts apple needs to do a much better job of naming that damn thing but um, shortcuts is going to change dramatically this year and uh, i'm really looking forward to it so as an example shortcuts is uh, as i said an automation service for ios for ipad os for an example whenever you open an app you can perform an automation so for example, when I open ferrite, the tool that I'm going to use to edit this podcast, it can start a time tracker and then it can also turn on do not disturb for one hour automatically without me doing anything other than the fact that I opened up ferrite and
1: so, uh, how yes, do you how do you create these actions
0: honestly it's like a it's a, a really intuitive drag and drop app it Feels a lot like programming, because a lot of it is programming. You can set up variables and whatnot, and mm-hmm. you can...
1: Sounds a lot like uh, AppleScript that I had used on Mac OS uh, yeah. except that was, you know, scripting, whereas this kind of puts a more friendly interface on it.
0: Did you ever use Automator on your Mac?
1: Uh, yes, maybe that's what I'm referencing.
0: It's but I think it used AppleScript, right? It's extremely, like, it basically is a revamped version of automator it looks almost identical to it in right. if you were to take you know uh 2000s apple design language bring it over to 2019 apple design language plus tons of extra features it's essentially the same app so it's cool. crazy um last year so this isn't the year that they released it but this is the year that they released version two essentially they built it directly into um ios it's no longer just an app it's built into ios so Another example is that I can actually recreate Samsung's ultra power saving mode. Um, so whenever low power mode is enabled, I can change the, the, the screen brightness down to really close to zero. I can set the screen to be black and white using accessibility features. Um, I can turn on dark mode, obviously, so that uses less OLED power. Uh, Turn off Bluetooth, turn off Wi-Fi, turn off 4G cellular connection. All these things that Samsung Ultra Low Power Saving Mode does basically can be done whenever low power mode is enabled. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, looking forward to Siri Shortcuts. Or They really need to do a better job naming that damn thing because some people call them Siri Shortcuts. At one point, they called them Siri Shortcuts, Shortcuts isn't really a great word because that's the thing that you, you know, right click and say, move uh, something to your desktop and say, oh, hey, click that shortcut and it'll bring you to a folder. It's really not. Right,
1: they're kind of, <laughs> of co-opting it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Naming
0: things is hard. Yeah, and shortcuts is a bad name, but it's a great tool <laughs> and we can get over that. So um, I'll jump into an honorable mention as well. Um, auto dark slash light mode, um, iOS, iPadOS, MacOS. All of them, you can basically say at sunset or sunrise, switch to light mode or switch to dark mode. Looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. Do you know, does that sync between your devices? If It's per, it's per device. On them? Per device? Okay. It's per device. Yep. Right. So honorable mention number two Yes. is something called Project Mainline okay. for Android. And the reason mm-hmm. I didn't use this as one of my three picks is that... I don't think a lot of users are going to actively notice it. But I do think that it's going to be huge in terms of the way Android progresses in the future. So the idea behind Project Mainline is that uh, it, it kind of separates the, the core components of Android into something that Google can update or uh, the OS manufacturer can update uh, separately from um, the parts of the phone that they can't really touch remotely. So things like security and privacy elements and even even lower-level things, they'll be able to do updates for them without having to do a full system update. Hmm. It's... Uh, more uh incremental, I think, is the idea. So you could install system level updates without needing a total reboot.
0: So this is an evolved form of basically all the Google Play services updates that Google's been able to do. So you no know, longer yeah, necessarily. This, this is
1: a yeah. lot a couple forms. Uh, yeah. I think it used to be called Android on Tap. It's been kicked around a little bit and I think it's also a, a progression of a little of which kind of separates into separate partitions on the device?
0: The way it all sounds is just the sheer concept that Android manufacturers are not updating their phones, and uh, Google is trying to fix the ulti- the underlying problem, which is security patches, um, trying to decouple security patches from Android updates to the point where... The only reason to get the latest version is to get the latest features that cannot be
1: uncoupled from the new version. So that's that's good. Yeah, well, any anything you can do to make it easier on users, too. Right. Because users, a lot of times, will see monthly updates for security as an inconvenience. Like, well, I don't want to restart my phone. I got sure. I got stuff to do. <laughs> sure, interesting. <laughs> so if you can make that seamless and just kind of make it happen in the background then more people will be secure.
0: Okay. Um, So my next honorable mention is going to be HomePod Handoff. Um, And I don't have a HomePod yet, but I would imagine at some point those bad boys will drop down to be cheaper than they currently are, and I'll get one. Um, But HomePod Handoff, so I'm listening to a podcast on my way home from work, and uh, I get out of my car, and I tap my phone, onto the home pod and it just transfers over what i was listening to onto the home pod just because i tapped it
1: that's some future stuff
0: yeah man yeah I'm, I'm i'm hopeful that it will also work between ipad and HomePod, so that i can tap the ipad the ipad to the home pod because frequently um i'll be listening to music or a podcast while cleaning the kitchen or whatnot and then i move upstairs to my desk and i want to continue listening to what i was listening to but not necessarily on the ipad anymore but on a you know a different speaker and it'd be nice to be able to do that is this that,
1: hardware dependent so is does it is it like nfc
0: i do know it uses nfc and i do know that the ipad has nfc there's different nfc versions in the different devices so for example the iphone 10 and the 10s have two different versions of nfc to the point where my iphone 10 will not support uh tapping nfc tags to do something which is another thing shortcuts can do you tap an nfc tag and it triggers a shortcut it's amazing um but my iphone 10 can't do that but the iphone 10s can so that sucks
1: (laughs) yeah i gotta say those nfc tags are pretty cool yes they are i I used them for a short while before my car had android auto Mm -hmm. and uh i had one in the in my apartment too so i could get in my car tap onto the nfc tag and it would turn on car mode and bluetooth and all that and get me hooked up and yeah
0: it's uh, annoying because um android phones have had that feature for years and it's really annoying that the iphone 10 doesn't have that feature it i know there's some technical reason but i don't care so (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's annoying because i i remember when this feat this feature i swear to god it came out in like 2014 and it was all the rage for android phones back in 2014
1: and my iPhone yeah and, and like you said yeah there's there's that feature's been there but there's also a ton of third-party apps that that help you do that kind of thing which is pretty cool yeah so it's right it's nice that
0: it in and, and for just for clarity the iphone 10 does support tapping these but you have to open an nfc reader in order to do it whereas the iphone 10s it's basically constantly scanning for this, but the thing is I know for a fact Android phones have been able to constantly scan for these tags for years mm-hmm. <laughs> and for whatever reason my iPhone ten can't even though it's annoying anyway <laughs> what's your what's your next what's your next honorable mention?
1: That's what I had for honorable mentions
0: okay, uh, I have one more then um my last honorable mention is mouse support on iPad, and um, I've tried it out it feels very strange to do but uh i can absolutely see value in it and especially if apple at some point makes multi-monitor support a little different maybe if it would be a little bit closer to how mac os handles multi-monitor that it would be great and obviously mouse support on ipad is just the first step in order to being able to do that so pretty excited about that
1: i actually can add another honorable mention cool what do you got and this one uh, could be fairly far off I don't think it's planned for Q desktop mode for Android oh yeah yeah that'll be fun so right now to actually use Mm. it there is a setting in the developer options Mm -hmm. but as far as I know the setting doesn't actually work you have to go through uh, ADB the uh, debug setup and, and do a couple commands yep so it isn't finished yet. And I think it's still pretty heavily in progress. But yeah, you can you can hook up to an external display and activate desktop mode and use Android like you would a desktop computer yeah. like Windows or Mac OS. So you get a uh you get freeform multi windows mm-hmm. and um, a desktop um I think the like the status bar and navigation bar are basically the same, but other than that, you can use it just like you would on a desktop with multiple windows that you can put anywhere and make any size. And so that'll be pretty cool, just being able to hook up to an external monitor and and use it more like yeah. a desktop. I do know that Samsung has their own implementation. They call that DEX, and it's it's been done before, but yeah. uh, it's not very mainstream right now.
0: I've actually seen a demo of Dex. Um, A buddy of mine bought an S10E earlier this year. And um, at work, I just happened to have um, a USB-C to HDMI cable going into my monitor at work. And so I just called him over and am like, hey, I want to see Dex. And he was like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) And
1: um, (laughs) See what I mean? It's not very mainstream.
0: So I plugged his phone into my monitor at work. And it popped up a Chromecast or a Chrome OS looking screen. I can plug my phone into a monitor and it works like a desktop. Like, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, So it's pretty cool. It's super cool. Well, fun. That's uh, we got a fun 2019. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm not. I'm quite surprised that our uh, choices were so different, but uh, I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. So, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about how different our choices are, and I'll be curious to see how much our choices change over the years. Specifically in the years, I mean, it feels like Android Q is a relatively minor update, whereas iOS 13 is a much major, up much bigger update. Um, yeah, and I
1: well, I think you know. Q is like so much under the surface stuff, right? You know, like users are going to see stuff like dark mode. That's yeah. that's basically what a user, an end user, is going to see. But there's a lot of stuff under the surface, like mainline and and. Uh, developer apis uh and that's one thing for for android's dark mode is that it'll have an api that app developers will tap into i guess is one bonus because samsung's doesn't have an api which is why third-party apps don't tie into it right yeah i i'm
0: also going to be looking closely to make sure that the google apis for dark mode um that developers can look for that they also those also work with Samsung phones. I'm nervous that or a uh, Samsung phones that don't use the Q implementation of dark mode won't get that those features from uh Google that developers will build into their apps. Um so I'll be kind of keeping an eye on that just seeing hopefully that that happens.
1: So same here cuz I I would like to see third-party apps tie into it. Right. E- even though a lot of the apps that I use like um samsung's own internet browser i use which is surprisingly great yeah sure um that you know this is a built-in samsung app so that ties in with dark mode um any of the the system apps uh use it so Uh, but i would like to see some of the apps that i use that are third party also get dark mode automatically
0: all right so to round up this episode before the after show which yeah we'll see what happens with the after show but um uh allegiances. I want to kind of for this first episode draw a line in the sand and see what side of technology we both stand on. So, we have a I have a variety of categories, yes. And uh we'll see what allegiances we fall into. So, uh cloud storage providers.
1: What cloud storage provider do you use, Bo? Um primarily, I guess Google Drive right now, but I'm slowly moving into OneDrive.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. I pretty much exclusively use OneDrive. Um, yeah. I don't really have too much allegiance to iCloud Drive. I do not like the fact that iOS doesn't give more than five gigabytes for free. So until they give more than that, uh, I won't really
1: want to pay for more than that. So, Yeah. And that's the main reason I'm still kind of using Google Drive right now because I get 15 gigs. And actually, I think with a couple bonuses I've gotten over the years, I'm at 19.
0: Nice. And I use OneDrive because I do like the office suite. So um, Excel, honest to God, I use Excel like crazy. So um, yeah, I I like the office suite, and so I pay yearly for Office three sixty five, and I get a terabyte of storage for all my camera backup, and, and that is great. Um, desktop operating systems, obviously, mine is macOS. Where do you what? fall? <laughs> Absolute shocker. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: uh i'm in the windows 10 camp yep okay have you ever used chrome os do you have anything i to have chrome not OS? used chrome os All right. All right. it's always looked interesting to me but i'm somewhat of a power user and i feel like that kind of precludes me from getting much use from chrome os
0: quite possibly internet browsers what internet browser do you use
1: i am using microsoft's new edge dev
0: actually. based on chromium Yep. okay
1: yes Right um you don't you don't use that on Android, right? Not yet. Right now on Android, I'm using Samsung Internet. and you're actually thinking about using Edge for uh, Android, right? I've or used possibly. it, but I went back to Samsung Internet mainly because of Samsung Pass, which is um, the password manager oh, okay. on Samsung's phones because it ties in really well with uh, fingerprints and and things like that. Hmm, okay cool um i use safari um more so just for the
0: continuity between ios and mac os um, and chrome does not run very well on uh, mobile devices and honest to god chrome isn't on i don't consider chrome on ios actually on ios because chrome is just running uh safari's yeah. rendering engine so apple doesn't allow anything
1: point? to use right. a, a different engine it's all just yeah. WebKit. yeah exactly so um
0: you know i i don't know. i don't like how chrome runs on mac os so i don't even really bother um using it on on uh ios that said i use brave as well i've been tinkering around with that for the apps for the websites that need chrome and brave is pretty great too so
1: um mostly Safari. So yeah. though for those who don't know because brave is kind of niche right now it's uh chromium based with built-in ad blocking and -hmm. things like that
0: i love the i love the fact that there are so many chromium based uh, browsers out there specifically edge i actually do have the dev beta installed for edge on my computer as well um i i love that because that's um a nice alternative because Safari is a fine alternative, but I do like the fact that I can kind of use Chrome without using Chrome. So, yeah. All right, video game consoles. What? Where do you stand?
1: PS Four. That's it, right? I have two of them. Two of them. Okay. Um, And well, I have the launch one, and I have a PS Four Pro. Yeah, Pro. Okay. I also do own an Xbox One, but it's almost one hundred percent netflix amazon prime video hbo machine got it it's, it's like strictly media got it
0: um i would say that i am i am a nintendo guy and an xbox guy I um, haven't used my xbox a ton i use the xbox for more intense games and switch slash 3ds for fun games i've been playing pokemon a ton on my 3ds a lot lately getting ready for pokemon on the switch this fall um next one i think that we can more or less just say this one together football team packers Packers. right yeah (laughs) okay good easy Concerned. something changed there okay um (laughs) what What, some kind of bandwagon (laughs) fan yeah right (laughs) uh favorite car manufacturer um mine is toyota how about yours
1: oh i guess i hadn't really considered that um i guess chevy i've my last two cars have been chevy and uh if it's if it wouldn't be a brand i own i'd probably say tesla
0: okay okay all right and approve or reject tablet computers i emphatically
1: approve i approve, but not so emphatically
0: okay you're curious what
1: what sense am i approving or rejecting in
0: do you like the concept of them existing yes okay all right. So I approve. Can you see yourself ever getting one?
1: You have Yes, one. but it would have to be the right one. I do own one, but I don't use it because I use my laptop more.
0: It's the Nexus 7 though, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. And
1: unfortunately, it was the first... It was the 2012, Yeah, I think, because the, the 13 was also a Nexus 7, and oh. that was improved. The 2012 one, I it had some issues and it st- it started to run like super slow. I need to Google. I need
0: to look this up because I totally forgot that there were two generations of the Nexus seven or was yeah. it just a minor revision?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess a fairly, Oh minor my version, God, the there were two versions. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, and the and I, okay. All right. All right. I have the 2012, which the storage is the main problem. Yeah. And it started to run really slow. So, I don't really use it. Can I just I think say that if this? I were to get a tablet, I might get yeah. a Surface.
0: Can I just say this? I hate to say this to you and to kick a you know, a a beat horse, but the 2013 Nexus 7 was better.
1: Oh, well, of course it was. Yeah. That <laughs> That's was why like, I own the 2012. That freaking thing was I'm legendary. Just so lucky. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I told Wow, I
0: can't believe I totally forgot that there are two generations of that bad boy, but yeah. The Nexus Seven, two thousand and thirteen, I wanted that thing hardcore. Um, I wanted yeah. That and thing even bad. even
1: my twelve, it was great. Yeah. Before the hardware degraded, like it just seems like the storage just dove off a cliff. Yeah. You know, it, it just sucked. got so slow. Uh, okay. I like I said, I think, I think if I were to get a, a tablet today, I'd look at a Surface. Yep. Um, just because I use Windows Ten as my desktop, and um i i really like the way that that windows 10 looks like on tablets sure these days
0: cool um obviously i i I don't know if yeah i've said this i have an ipad pro i like it a lot um okay um smart home devices so i also emphatically approve on smart home devices uh do you like smart home devices or do you not like smart home devices
1: I approve with reservations because I think we need to be careful about privacy right. and
0: security. Yep. Okay. Do you own any right now?
1: Um, <clears throat> I don't. Are you thinking about anything in the future? If I had more of a house, probably. And sure, I mean, like in an apartment I could get home devices. Um, mm-hmm. But probably not things like the Nest
0: Color changing lights. What do you think about
1: that? I think they're very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Expensive. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know it's got some buy-in. Like if you want to have multiple lights, you know, instead of just like one bulb, I mean, you're, you're talking yeah. uh, up in the hundreds, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I I would love to. It's just a lot of buy-in. Um, for things like the the like these home hubs that are out there right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, like google's home hub uh, which is basically a giant mounted tablet yep um looks great and i think that's where we're going to get to is having things like that you know a central hub for controlling our homes but again you have to have the rest of your home kind of tied into it to get a lot of use out of it it does help Uh, mostly
0: mostly the things that i have are lights honestly and that's probably the gateway drug into getting more smart home devices. Um, I think I started off with just a, a starter pack on the Philips Hughes. Uh, I think I got three at the time. And uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. Um, it I started off with an apartment. It was about like a couple months before I moved, though, to a townhouse. But um, it was awesome to more or less just say, hey, uh, change the lights in the living room to green. And then I had a green living room. I love that. So That's so
1: cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so, as the price goes down on things like that, I'll start to buy into it. And then last October, we got a, a nest. So
0: obviously, we have a townhouse. It doesn't really make much sense in a apartment by any stretch of the imagination. But in our townhouse, um, it is kind of nice. Uh, and we got it in October last year. And this is the first June. So we're starting into the summer. Last summer, we didn't have a nest at all. This summer, we do. And the energy usage that we had last June versus this June uh, was cut in half. so uh, pretty awesome. pretty excited about that, yeah.
1: Very cool. yeah, you, yeah. You sir contributed to the health of the entire planet.:
0: Hell, yeah, in minutely, but I did something. I'm doing my part.) <laughs> <laughs> think my pixel experiment is done.
1: <laughs> so what prompted this decision?
0: A variety of things. So, um, for background obviously. I bought a Pixel in April,
1: mark May? The Pixel three A Pixel
0: three A in May. I'm just gonna call it May. Um and that was because T Mobile was doing this killer deal. You could trade in a Pixel one for a Pixel three A and T Mobile said Give us the th- the one, and all's good. We're not going to charge you for the Pixel 3a. So I could get a $400. That's
1: highway th- robbery.
0: I could it. get a $400 device for $150 <laughs> by going on, on Swappa and buying a $150 Pixel 1. And I did it, and it worked. And I'm on the other end of it now, and I know it worked. So uh, that's great. Um, and so I used the Pixel for seven days. It was an awesome. It was a very interesting seven days. I did like the product, the the Pixel Three A, and honest to God, I would recommend it to anyone who's looking to buy a cheap phone, um, especially because it's going to stay cheap. It's not like it's going to go any more expensive. Honest to God, you'll probably be able to buy one for two hundred dollars, probably by Black Friday. Um, it'd be a great two hundred dollar phone. But I used it for seven days, um, and I stopped using it because of the fact that I like to know about what Android is i still listen to android podcasts i listen to android central um i am kind of looking for another one as well as android central but i do try to keep up with it obviously i talk to you a lot because i want to keep up with android and this was part of that experiment to you know use it myself but there are a lot of reasons why i like iphone more and most of it comes down to how the operating system works how apps work um exclusive apps that are on iOS that are not on Android and uh I will keep the pics I would keep the Pixel 3A for kind of a curiosity but I haven't turned it on since like the middle of June so,
1: so when you get a ne- you know the next major Android update you'll probably update check out what's new yeah experiment again put put it back on the shelf
0: basically that's the thought and there is a bigger reason other than um, just you know thinking that I won't really use it too much but I'm going to sell it and I'm going to sell it because I got a new iPad and I'm going to use part of the money to finance the new iPad
1: <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so now we get down to the real meat of the conversation
0: <laughs> yeah so it's it's two way obviously you know I I have one device sitting on my shelf that will get very little usage and honestly when I used it I I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to use it that heavily at all, honestly. And I might as well recoup some of the cost. Actually, I'll, you know, I'll make a couple dollars on this deal, honestly, and use all the money that I sell the Pixel for uh, to finance the iPad that I bought. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, real quick on the Pixel, any chance... I, I, I am... I have not po- posted it on Swapa just yet because I'm not completely convinced like you know I I'd, I'd profit maybe like $150 at most from this deal and I'd recoup the other 150 so really in all actuality I'd have $300 to put back into my savings account that I pulled out to buy my iPad but um I don't know I guess I don't have to do that either though I could be
1: convinced do you want to try okay so here's the thing mm-hmm. you've got a main device right yeah. you've got your iphone 10 yeah. which is a great device mm-hmm. and how many phones can you honestly use at once i one pretty much one. right yeah one <laughs> um it's as much as i love having devices around me yeah i don't even have i mean i I actually do have an old galaxy s4 that i basically just never got around to selling and that's really the only reason it's still here i for phones i'm pretty much in the camp of i'm gonna have one phone until i see another phone that i think i'll like better i I don't tend to keep around multiple phones So, yeah, I agree. As much as it'd be great for you to hang on to it, check out the new updates and see what's new and, and just keep acquainted, I, I think the iPad is a better investment for you. Yeah. So I feel a little bad because
0: um, I was actually pretty excited about the Pixel 3a and I'm really happy that I did get to use it, especially, you know, actually buying the damn thing. But, yeah, that experiment's over. Uh, well, here's
1: the thing. Mm-hmm. they somewhere out there. There is a phoneless person <laughs> who would really love to give that phone a yeah. home yeah, 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 yeah. that appreciates it. You
0: grew up on Toy Story 2, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know I did.
1: I also have some news on an experiment for you. Okay. I tried gestures on my Android phone Ooh. for like think? three hours. <laughs> did you turn it back off? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> okay. I, I went more. back to buttons. I don't know the the gestures are fine and i liked that i got some extra screen real estate out of it but there's just something about knowing that a button is there and pressing it You just got to get over that hump man gotta get over that hump i don't know i think it's innate I, yeah
0: i also don't however know uh how intuitive samsung's gestures are i've never used them so i honestly don't know uh, um,
1: basically it just hides the navigation bar and then you swipe up from where that button would have been anyway.
0: It doesn't sound great, but I don't,
1: I, I can't. A lot of people love it, it. Apparently wasn't, wasn't for me. Sure. Yeah. That's,
0: that's tough. Um, I think that you should, this should be an experiment for you actually for a longer period of time when you have more options on gestures. So if at any point your next phone has cue gestures available, I think you should try out the Q gestures. Yeah, um, I'm sure I would, yeah. Try a
1: different iteration of it.
0: Android Central is saying that they're getting better, um, but obviously I think that'll be a, a pain point for a few folks for a little while, so I, it, it'll be curious to see. Um, obviously, there's still a lot more to go, especially with app compatibility between the side menu and the back gesture. Uh, I know that that's going to be probably the biggest thing to get over but yeah i don't know i don't know the future's gestures i don't think those buttons are going to stick around for too much longer you'll probably have a choice but eventually you won't
1: pry them from under my cold dead thumb all right so thank you guys for listening to active discourse in this episode we caught up on our three top features that we're looking forward to on our respective favorite platforms and uh we'll be back to talk about the note i believe will be our next episode is that right
0: yes we'll be talking about the note in august around august 7th it'll
1: be great yeah and we also gave up our allegiances and showed our flags so you know where we stand
0: cool well thanks Bill. talk to you next time
1: see you